Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. I'm drinking iced tea in the pod. Ice in my glass. Iced tea in that glass with the ice. I feel very much like a, a southern lady on my porch with a nice glass of, of sweet tea. A nice old glass of tea. One of those nice old white ladies who's very polite but is incredibly racist. I do declare that this uh, tea is delicious. And black people, people are <laughs> inferior. <laughs> Why, I beg your pardon. I'm so sorry for stepping on your dress, mister. Also, I think black people are an inferior race. Mmm, delicious tea. <laughs> can't get tea anywhere like that other than the South. I think yeah. that's one of my, um, it's one of my go-to accents, the Southern. What, uh, Well, I think that that's exactly what the kind of thing I'm going to do is. That's more, because there's the, the... Crazy guy in the, the Western yeah, bar. yeah. Well, I think you've come down here in the wrong town, Phil. That, that swamp man. Do yeah, you know what I mean that's he's one covered two. in weeds. Yeah, that's one two. I think you just stepped in the wrong place, sir. Goddamn gators! <laughs> God, get them goddamn gators out of here! We're swamp people here. You, know. <laughs> you better watch out for the gators. But then there's the slightly middle class, you know, a bit Louisiana uh, old lady on the veranda. Well, I think that's a lovely way to do things, sir. Because that's a bit different from this guy. goes a bit harder. <laughs> He's a lot more fun, though. I definitely prefer he to spend... He might be cleaning her garden. I definitely prefer to spend a weekend with him. Yeah. Um, then this oh, well, that's a lovely thing to say to a woman. The polite racist lady. you got to be polite to a lady. Um, it sounds a bit like the, um, the pedophile from Family Guy as yeah. well. Oh, I think that's a definite thing to say. Oh, that's an awful oh, thing yeah. to do. Oh, come over here. Um... I've got a bit of vodka in my iced tea, which is a bit of a panic move. But um, did you just? It sound. It, it really. I heard some clanging in the kitchen. <laughs> it really looks like you just kind of went downstairs and then yeah, cobbled anything you can together. To, you asked me if I wanted a drink, and I knew I didn't want a beer because it clags me up. Um, and then I you need to stop using tea. that. What clag? Yeah. Oh, was it you yesterday that said I'm all clogged up? No. Okay, then you're all right. Who told you who I clogged up? It must have been Adam. I'm sorry, what, we can't what, keep we, bringing him up in such <laughs> terrible ways. Well, his bowels are clogged up. Yeah, I think he meant to say that he was full, but we just finished the pizza and he was like, oh, I'm all clogged up now. No, and no I, you and, can't say and that. And I looked at him and I was like, I'd what? much rather him talking about and shit. I, I was looking at him and I was like, what? And he was, I was like, you constipated. He went, oh, no, I'm just full. Yeah, you I can't, mean, you be, can't be doing that. You're not a drain. That's a red flag. Uh, Big red flag. Date, so goes, oh, oh, that, oh, no, is it clogged oh, up? Clogged oh, up. that's plugged the hole. Yeah. Uh, big red, <laughs> biggest red flags on a first date. If she, um, I think she uses re- roll-on deodorant at the date. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. A that's that's a large red flag. Yeah. Um, um, racially abuses a waiter. That's up there. It's up there. Below the roll-on deodorant, though, we've got to have some priorities here we've got to have some priorities um um eat soup with a fork <laughs> um incredibly fast because of how yeah. how little soup she's getting she can only eat finish it so it's like a turbo hand yeah, movement got, but no like soup's being egg, consumed because it has to be like you're literally like this hoovering up yeah <laughs> um, um if uh, uh, her voice is I don't know. Really low? Well, that's unfair. I don't think that's fair. What if she spoke like this? Well, it would put Hello. me off, but I don't think it should be a red flag. Well, Do you know what I mean? You're on a first date. Because a red flag should be uh, a sign that something's wrong here. Hello, Andrew. Something's wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> something's Hello. slightly wrong there. You know, this is nothing about gender dynamics. I, this but is what about, like, what low. about if she's one of those people that has to use one of, I don't know, well, like one of those, that, those that's things? Offensive. 
Why is that offensive? Because that's someone with a. I'm saying what about because I think people have low voices. So yeah, you're being offensive they... by saying it's a red flag. Um, I've always thought of one of those if you could customize your voice. What would yours be? Oh, God damn it, hello. I'll be like. With the be, southern guy. He'll be, oh! <laughs> be like, I'm stuck inside this guy's larynx. Constantly in fear. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> let me out. Let me out. It's a bit like that. Um, yeah. Who does Rob Brydon's man in a box yeah, voice, man isn't in a box. it? Um, we um, we 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 we're running on empty. Um, we, we've we've done more podcasting uh, at this time of the week than we would have used to because yesterday, two two days ago on Monday, we did our first live podcast, and we have a podcast tomorrow. And we have a pod. We're guessing on someone's podcast tomorrow, but I certainly I used nearly all of my podcasting powers. And energy and focus on Monday. So mm. this one, I want it to be a free hit. Where I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be the quickest. It's not gonna be the most profound episode. It's not gonna be smart. It's not gonna be smart because I, I the amount I've had to focus on podcasting has yeah. gone up exponentially because of the live. Podcast. And we've just run around outside in fat suits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just shot another one of the 2000s TV sketches. So. I am creatively spent. Yeah. Um, this is this is you know I could easily call this episode scraping the barrel. Um, so on the on the live podcast, um, thanks very much for everyone for coming. Yes. Um, I was I was I, I did not expect it to go so well to be honest. Um, it was our first one. And I thought uh, we none of us we didn't really know what to expect. Uh, yeah. But it was just a fucking incredible seeing everyone come out. Um, yes. Good to put some faces to names. Uh, I don't know what I was expecting, but yeah, it was it was very surreal seeing everyone in one place and having everyone who kind of gets the sense of humour. Um, yeah, yeah. There was only a couple of bringers. Yeah, which was uh, which was a nice thing. I mean, terrifying experience for me, first time on stage. Yeah, I saw Andrew's Andrew's mouth fell th- out his ass um, at about three p.m. Yeah. on Monday. I think we'd been, you know, we'd we'd been do- we we'd spent a- way too long trying to get the social social anxiety horn. Which throughout the show we gave people a horn to honk if they were feeling socially anxious, um, and all through that time we were more focused on the admin task. And I think when we got back home, there was just a moment when Andrew just realised that in five hours he was going to have to go on stage. For the first well, that time. was the worst thing because you've all, all of you fucking dickheads were up there who've done loads of loads. stuff, particularly Paddy and Russell, who were like what forty three years yeah, old who've yeah, been yeah. doing stand up for years, and this. Uh, because all of you were saying how nice of an experience it was yeah, compared best. to stand-up because it's, it's nicer and it was, you know, good crowd and it's a different kind of thing and yeah. you're up there with other people, you're laughing and stuff. That was my first time doing fucking anything and, you're the, and it was just like, go and fill an hour and a half, basically. <laughs> I was like, well, what if I forget what my name is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was I kinda, a pretty excruciating experience. It was, but it, as soon as we got to the venue, it changed, just being in the room and like being yeah. able to stand up, talking to the mic a bit. Um, and I also just had quite a lot of whiskey before I went on. Yeah. Because that... that I found I kept kind of drinking throughout the we didn't I only had like what two beers throughout yeah. the whole podcast so it wasn't that much but I had quite a lot of whiskey before and I just found that like the adrenaline just kind of, I just wasn't drunk really for the whole night oh really honestly even was afterwards it, was it mainly, do you think it was the focus needed because I often find that yeah. I get drunk when I'm, I have to focus so hard I, I can't even lose no but even afterwards so oh, even yeah. I, like I'd only eaten two sandwiches that day yeah. and then even afterwards when people were buying me shots many more beers were had afterwards yeah. I was out until like 2.30 and I, I'm still I was just not that drunk yeah. at all because I think the adrenaline was just like counteracting the alcohol um, but there was a point where we were on the stage a little bit where I kind of because the nerves go 
slightly they go but you're, you're more focused and you're more just like taking it yeah. in and then that was when like, the nerves went and the alcohol kind of seeped in i was like oh i am actually quite drunk right now <laughs> yeah. i really looked across i was like oh shit i'm not entirely sure what's going on was there any disassociation when you were up yeah. there? yeah yeah huge amounts yeah um yeah i think yeah definitely for like parts the thing is because i wore the sunglasses yeah which one because it felt right to do so anyway because I very rarely don't wear the sunglasses. Yeah. Um, but also it was, a, it was a nice way to ease myself in because you don't really, I could only see like the front two rows really. Yeah. Um, but that made it a weird experience as well because there were times I was just kind of looking around like, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where the fuck am I? I mean, it's a lot. I mean, because you've been around comedy for a while and haven't done live stuff. It was, it, it just ended up that you were thrown in the deep end, which is quite a rare thing to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really happen very often. Yeah. It's normally a very slow fade well, up. Well, mostly you do five minutes at yeah, an open five mic. Five minutes for five Go years. and do yeah. an hour and 45 minutes in a sold out show. Yeah. Um, but, but for but me, fun. But fun. for me, doing stand-up all the time, it was probably the most fun I had on stage because... I, I was saying to Drew, it's like, it's very strange being genuinely made to laugh while performing and being on stage. Because when you do stand up, you know, you're telling jokes you've told many times, you're trying to work them out or you're trying to make the audience laugh. But having other comedians on there and being roasted while up there mm. and then have being surprised by jokes while you're also on stage and not in the audience and being made to laugh like an audience member, but also be on stage. That was fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can I look forward to being at that point yeah. where I'm easy enough and not confused <laughs> you did, enough. You you you, you seemed um you seemed very, very you seemed very hard on yourself. Yeah, you, but that you, was you must have been incredibly. You should be incredibly proud of yourself. Yeah, that's but a there's a very hard thing to do. I think because partly it what you so much worse for you. Well, actually. there was a yeah there was a po- there was a point at the. There was a point about 3 p.m. I would have been happy if I just didn't run off crying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's why I was, it was strange that you, you seemed almost... Yeah, I know, but it's easy to have... Resident. Re- yeah, because I'm, I'm competitive. Yes. And yeah. I want to be good at shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, well, it's good. It shows I have a desire to get better at, th- better at this. Um, and as, as well, because it's different, because yeah. it was always going to be different from this podcast. Where's it taking it live naturally? But like, I think you compare it to what you're like on this podcast and then trying to translate that into live. Yeah. It's going to be a different thing anyway. So, I mean, as I was saying, even when we like, do you remember when we first did live live radio at, um, at Raw? Sorry, you're I know very, you're, you're not very, listening. No, no, sorry. Okay, you're just, good. You're, your thing was very low, but it's fine. Yeah. Can boost it. Do you remember when it was like when, shall I just stop? it was um like when we first it's a bit like when we just first did live radio shoot um at raw at warwick do you remember just the terror when we first went in the room because we had those set pieces that went that went okay but it's a bit like that and then you naturally kind of just get into that so the first one is always i think our first radio show is still up on youtube it will be yeah yeah we came in with some sort of tame impala joke we definitely did elephant at one point it's like our very first thing because we came in with a song. Oh yeah, because be we used funny. to do song should, puns. If, if you you should listen, type in Gordon Cohen Radio. Um, Try and find episode one. If you go to episode one, all of the all of, pretty much every single one of our episodes is up on YouTube from our radio days. If you listen to the first one, it's we just are so we're shit. so nervous and so <laughs> terrified. Just our squeaky voices. Oh man, so, oh, this is that, and then just like getting out a bit so quickly. We had no filler in us whatsoever because we were just terrified, yeah. staring at each other. And then we do a song break. Like, oh god, what, what, are, we what about? are we talking about now? It's frantic. So it felt a bit like that. Was in the first one that you're doing, so it's about kind of just like getting used to the the form, getting used to the the difference and the and the nerves that go with it. But once you get the first one out of the way, it's all up from there. Yeah, I I really want to do another one because especially 
I guess it, it, it's it's the style is fairly similar to the style of stand-up I've been doing recently, which is like I've, I've been getting so bored of the writing I've been doing. I've been mainly riffing and emceeing and sort of using the crowd and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So if you can create a podcast-like show, it just means that you can just follow through all of that stuff mm. and in a much safer space to sort of riff and experiment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think... I do think I'm very excited to, t- to get another one in. Oh, yeah. Well, I kind of want to do as many as possible quickly. Yeah. In a way, just like fairly quickly, just because you want to stay, you know, in the rhythm. Otherwise, same you're just going to have to go through yeah. exactly the same. And then we had Russell and Paddy on in the second half, um, who are brilliant. Um, but yeah, th- but it was because they, th- those guys also live on stage pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's just having that whole feeling. Um, but I, I think you, you, you think you were far less... Um, you know, you you seemed when I listen, I listen back to quite a lot of it. You you threw in jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it was just internally. It's it's kind of like an instinct. Yeah. Which is what I just I think the because having podcasted for a long time now there was you just kind of it, it naturally comes out. I know it, it went well. It absolutely did. Yeah. But you know you can do better, and there's which is it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there were no there were moments when like it was because I think part of it when there's particularly when there was four of us on stage, you don't want to like convolute the conversation. Yeah. So there was a bit of it where it was obviously because you guys are so used to it and there was like, you know, all of you fight, like, kind of like fighting for the fighting for the stage yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. And that was a bit where I was like, I'm, I'm not fighting for the stage. You can't, yeah. I was like, well, I, I, I could. Hello. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> what, what? <laughs> but you also don't want to, because uh, I can be conscious of us talking over each other too much on a podcast. Sure. So when you've got you three fucking egotistical maniacs on stage. What's the name of the game? It's the name of the game. But so you don't want to make it too convoluted. But no, it, it obviously, I, I was happy with it. It went well, but it's, you just want to get you want to be as good as you can be interesting does it at all make you feel more interested in something like stand up maybe maybe it didn't like because I, I thought it would be an inter- it would be interesting to, yeah. to reflect on that afterwards the thing is I think I didn't I didn't like I enjoyed the laughs I got but not that much because I was because I think because it was so long and I was like okay great that went well what are you going to do for the next hour so I think I know that's different because you're not going to be doing long s- slots kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I've I think a- it demit like, I think uh, it's one of those things as soon as you go up and you try and do comedy in front of people in a live setting, once you've done that one, it can demystify a bit of the terror. It's always going to be a bit scary, but it's not going to be as much as it is the first time you do it. Yeah. I, I do think um, I've, I've certainly having BB go through stand up. I've certainly had a bit of a change in how I view stand up. I, I guess before when I was young, it was like, the easiest and sort of only way to get your comedy out there and that sort of validation so it felt like there was such a rush from like having some sort of creative outlet like that but yeah. now there's so many different ways you could sort of and that we're doing get that sort of stuff and then stand up though it's in many ways in some ways stand up's the easiest because it, you anyone can do it there's no barriers to it yeah so you can just if you want to get into show business there's probably no easier way than starting stand up yeah ways. yeah um, but uh, yeah I think it's also the hardest it's the most grunt work and it's well the- that was the thing I didn't I've always this reason why I've never even can like properly considered I mean I've yeah. considered it but just <clears throat> putting yourself through that on a daily basis yeah it's a lot fuck, it's a lot that's it's a, not it's, it's a, yeah. I don't I don't crave the and I, I say validation I don't mean to be mean with that but because I think it's more than that but I don't like crave that thing enough 
to put yourself through the the difficulties of it. No, definitely. Um, and hearing you and fucking Sean talk about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the plan to like, how can we stop doing this shit? Yeah, I mean that's what a lot of people are doing. I mean, stand up when it's good is great, and when you have it, yeah. when you build it to a point where you can basically use get your own audience and your own shows, but you do go through some absurd strife, you know, yeah. especially the amount of. Sh- so it's it's also, but but the challenge is what makes um, make of man. It's it's what gives a edge in the sense of having to go to an audience where no one's a fan of you or might not even like your humour set at all. Try and win them. Learning the skills to try and win them round. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously loads of stuff you get out of it, but you know, at what cost? Because it, it yeah, yeah. It leaves it leaves a mark. Certainly. Would there be any world that you would consider like stopping it if other things were more successful? Um, just because, just hearing some of other people's comments I've heard when they're just like getting weighed down by it. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I certainly. Um, I looked at like the American model and it feels like a lot of comics over there when they get other stuff they stay doing stand up and like after a special they go straight back into the clubs and yeah, yeah. kind of keeps a lot of American comics a bit a longer shelf life yeah. where they don't dry up as quickly you know someone like Bill Burr or people like that, or even yeah. Chappelle, who seems to just be getting better almost. Yeah, it seems to be getting better because they, it's it, after each time they, they stay in that sort of they stay in the yeah. scene, they stay in. They're this, never out of it. Yeah, and they they keep a bit of the struggle in there. Yeah, and then in the UK, it's a smaller scene, but it, you can kind of get to the top quicker. And there's it seems like a lot of the time in the UK circuit you kind of get to the point where you're on TV and then you just start selling out your own tours and you just play to your own audience and you yeah, just write yeah. a show every year that's yeah. just for your own audience and you kind of yeah. leave the circuit. Um, and I, I do think that takes a, that's a negative effect on some of the bigger acts. And I wouldn't want that to happen. Um, but, you don't want to be a washed up. But then also, it, it, can I be asked? Um, yeah. To, so yeah, I, I've, been, I've been thinking Thank about that sort of stuff a lot, but I, I, I haven't even put an hour together for stand up. Just got so to pl- play it by ear, haven't you? And right? I, I was also a filmmaker before doing stand up, and you fooled me. Fooled, fooled Andrew, um, and I was making them with you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like weird thinking of going into film when it was sort of like stand up was what I went to into from film. When you say film. Just making stuff, writing stuff, yeah, um, yeah, and that sort of stuff. I do feel is more creatively um, free. Yeah, I just have a lot. I just have some things I need to hit with stand up, and then I'll, I'll I'll properly think about where I'm at with it. Yeah, um, play by. But the I think a lot of people who still do stand up, they don't have other releases. And as yeah, as yeah, yeah, like a, yeah. Well, that's why you see. I mean, it's almost part of the premise of Finn versus the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's trying to break out, but then Finn's certainly at a level where his stand ups are. Kind of, he's developed his voice enough that I think stand up's really fun for him. Oh, yeah, it's like, and I'm definitely not there. Um, God, no, well, he's, he's so I've still got older. so much more grind to go before I can get to a point where it's like, you know, the dream Enjoyable. is, yeah, well, <laughs> the dream is to kind of so much more, much better than it used to be in the sense of like, I just do the gigs I want to do, mm. and I can feel comfortable experimenting with stuff, and I don't feel there's too much pressure on it. But the dream is to be at that stage, like, people like Finn and Sean something like that where you can sort you kind of got your voice solidified you've had an out a couple of hours out yeah. into the ether and then you can do other stuff but then you can drop in and still develop stand up because it's a great way just to mm. get that rush again yeah Joe Phil 
but yeah, after seeing how BB took it and just seeing it, how it like psychologically broke her. Yeah. It is, it, is, it is interesting that I don't recommend it to everyone anymore as this sort of like... Because you recommended it to, to everyone. Everyone. It was terrifying. Everyone. Should Strangers on the street. Everyone should do it. I mean, it will make you um, better as a comedian if you do it but it's about whether it's, it's the psychological toll is worth yeah worth it <clears throat> and it's the best way to meet people but yeah there's so many different routes now that I it, it, you should only ever do it if you love it and yeah. we don't need I don't think stand up needs any more people who are trying to use it to ride into something else you know? yeah uh, but do you think you'll ever try it is the question yeah maybe I think part of part of it is as you grow up, you slowly start caring less about what people think. And I think that's there's been something that... So I remember caring a lot when I was younger. And that's that was like it really dropped off. At, I don't know, like 19 or something. Like quite aggressively dropped off to now it's almost the other way. Yeah. But I think that kind of semi-immaturity in, in that kind of thinking is, is still there. Like you can you almost need to... You need to go up and... Because you had a bit of it, had a, you know, you can have a bit of it even at like, even just from the live podcast where you realise someone not laughing at a joke isn't the end of the fucking world. And like, it really doesn't matter that much. And it's about, I don't know, kind of harnessing that energy and bringing your own thing, bringing your own kind of personality without it being the end of the world if it doesn't go down well on one particular night. Because although it's like the idea of it that's the scary thing, whereas I think it isn't actually as bad as I'm building up in my head in practice. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's... I guess from my perspective I've literally been doing that sort of stuff since I was 18 so going into the live podcast it was like more as a different version of that but for you that must have been yeah it was eye-opening because you're realising all that stuff real time yeah 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 yeah. and it was because it wasn't it wasn't I bombed 10 times in 36 hours I bombed 10 times on stage in 36 hours and that's just in the last week that's just in the last that was two days before the (laughs) thing and that's what that's what Talk, yeah. you know, when you're really bad at stand-up and you bomb that many times in that short, you do five gigs a day. It does give you a point where it's like, ah, you know, I can, yeah, I can even, I can bomb without back sweat. Now, yeah, which is that's I, a real achievement. Because I think part of it is you, you might go up there and as 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 happened on on Monday in, in the panic stage of the day yeah. for that hour, where you could kind of go up and then you think, well, how will it, how will what will my because you're, you're kind of seeing how you will react in real time to a bad situation, something that might not be going well. You yeah. think am I just going to panic or whatever? But then what I did think was even if like if there was one thing that didn't get a laugh or something, it may be more like I'm going to go harder, like you go bigger kind of thing, which is a good reaction thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. stagecraft wise yeah I've absolutely felt I'm going to say anything that comes to my fucking head here which if you didn't get a laugh if you didn't get a laugh I re- it was like oh that's annoying I want to get another one so rather yeah, than well, there was, there's a comedian called Mark Watson do you know Mark Watson yeah yeah, yeah, yeah Mark Watson he, he, well I saw him do stand up in Edinburgh like three years ago and he did this interesting thing I don't know how much it was written but he'd, he has this very nervous style and he just fires out punchlines and he seems to only ever leave a joke when it hit with a big laugh so he would either do one punchline big laugh he would move on he might do that one punchline small yeah. laugh second punch tag yeah medium laugh and every time it looked like oh that that line didn't work he'd keep tagging it yeah bang yeah. bang bang big laugh move on so it was just every like it was it was insane to watch because every sentence it even looked like he'd fucked it up or like Okay, that wasn't so strong a line, but then if the punchline wasn't great, then he'd he'd add three more details until he'd literally find it 
till where the yeah, audience yeah, happy, yeah. wouldn't would have wouldn't, it wouldn't in settle his, until they got until they got the laugh. Which you know, I think that's from years of experience. But like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I certainly think that's that's the real skill is that bit ability to kind of like you feel out the laugh and then you can just turn yeah into, yeah into laughs um so yeah i imagine a lot of the stuff you're just learning on stage about, of course yeah. yeah especially as i said just the difference of you know going up and doing five <coughs> minutes to being up there for fucking ages yeah it means you can't it was a good it was it was a great lesson i really enjoyed it particularly the thing that was the thing i found a bit just i was looking at the clock sometimes being like jesus christ we've got a long time left Interesting. because you might you get a good lot i think there was maybe towards so towards the end of the yeah. second half i think i kind of say something get a good laugh i'd look at the clock be like can we finish now <laughs> wow in the second half yeah second half because yeah. i was like you know you, you get the laugh and you're like okay great can we stop now because I think I'm spent here ah, because it was it was ages on stage for See, my first so, time so that, 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 yeah it's really I can imagine so to me it went by so quickly it did go by quickly no no like it did go by quickly I'm not saying it didn't but there were it was because it was only at that moment when I glanced at the clock it was almost like you want to finish on a high yes because there's still 20 minutes because still in the back of my mind there was there's 20 minutes where I could just lose my head here although I, know, I knew I wouldn't lose my head but it could be of not like getting another laugh yeah something that really was really interesting for me um, is it, it was it was I found it t- tough sharing nerves with someone I didn't that's you know stand yeah. up you have your own shit and I've been in so many nerve wracking situations but it's always been a personal thing and it's always been off my own accord and it's always been my own doing and it's always been like yeah. You know, I'm the reason I'm here. So all these nerves are personal and mine and don't need to be shared with anyone else. And yeah. It's just all in its own thing. If I fuck up, it's on me. If I succeed, it's on me. Yeah, That's yeah, kind yeah. of yeah, the yeah. stand yeah. up. Um, but yeah, the, the feeling of going on stage and then having someone else there yeah. who has their own nerves and it's like, and like that sort of responsibility was really interesting. That's well, it's different. That it's different in that situation because it was my first time. Yeah, so the, more, the onus was on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, it was. You know, I wasn't even. I wasn't even interested. I wasn't. I. I didn't. My, the onus on me was. That I was actually fine with that. So, the thing that I was stressed about was, I. I. It would have. <laughs> if I. The feeling of forcing you out before you were ready, or something <laughs> like that, and that feeling of seeing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's what's terrified me more than anything. Yeah, but that wasn't. Like, that was never the case. Um, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't turn out to be at all. But that yeah. was, that was more the kind of stress of sharing those sort of things. Yeah, but. yeah. But we, we no, it was a joint. Obviously, a thing. It was right, and I knew it was always going to be like that. And that was the whole point. You've just got to fucking do it. You just got to. You just got to fucking do it. So it was as soon as it was like as soon as we first had the idea, it was like, yeah, just do it. Let's just go for it. And then you fucking deal with you, it. Because I mean, you, you push for the live podcast as well early doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I want to do, I want to do it. Something because yeah. I think uh, there's a point. Like I think I really, really enjoy live performances. Yeah, really enjoy it. Um, it's just, just breaking through. Just that no, just breaking through that bit. And the, the sooner you do it. I've had it with some. It was like when compare it. It's, it's a very different thing. But like to when I was DJing at yeah. uni, just I knew I wanted to do it. And that first one I did was fucking terrifying. It was how, horrendous. How compared to this, this weirdly, this was. I felt in a sense. I felt it's, it's different because when you, when you when you're DJing to a club, it's like you've got the backup of the music. The yeah. music is always there. 
you're not coming up with shit out of your like out of your mind. You've got to like read the room, like play yeah, the you're right a Spotify kind of Spotify playlist. Uh, yeah, no, I just <laughs> I just I did crossfade on the Spotify playlist. That's how that's how you do it, isn't it? But you obviously had the music, and it's not like you're talking and you're trying to like trying to be funny. It's definitely the hardest thing to do live. But you're also people are meant to be having a, like a great dancing time there, and like it can be so clear if you play the wrong thing, yeah, or if you fuck up. It's it can be almost it's. Although a, although a comedy room will sound so silent when no one's laughing, yeah. a club looks ridiculous if no one's dancing. Do you remember when you, you cleared the room at Ella's... Um, oh, God. What was it? What that was, was it? technically was, my was first gig. Was it Ella's birthday? Ella's birthday. And then... Oh, it was, it was funny because uh, Andrew, we'd been at uni in like the kind of alt scene at uni, the, the techno scene, student run nights where the onus is always on being cutting edge, being fresh being current so and you took a lot of pride in building a dj set yeah it's that a would, good would music. be something the best music you could i was going i did throwbacks in that yeah. one but i did some like throwbacks that might surprise <laughs> and you and then um yeah he did it at ellis and then i think it became immediately that people wanted wedding music basically. yeah they yeah because charts. I, someone came up and asked can you play yeah uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah well yeah that was the problem i realized it wasn't going to go well when i was about 20 minutes in to an hour and a half set and I was, I think I, I was, I was playing like Eurythmics and stuff. Just yeah. like, but even that was, even that I was much. like, okay, if you guys can't take sweet dreams and we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, it was really And like, then came up, do you have any Justin Bieber? I went, yeah. no, of course I fucking don't. Cause but, like, yeah, it's quite different bombing as a DJ, I guess. Cause it's just the, the people leave. Yeah. They, well, they leave the room and you can just, <laughs> you're just presented with emptiness. And then of course, yeah, which luckily that was it kind of only really happened at, at that fucking event yeah but um no it was the first but then the first the first club on how i did and it's that was almost what could be weird about it is you don't often you don't like use your own decks so it's a very specific thing that you have like you know you know your setup mm-hmm. by like the back of your hand and it's every every knob is where it is and all yeah. that stuff and it's really important where it is and the first one i had in a club was um i used someone else's and where there was like this feature where so a loop if you just like loop a song which i do all the time it's a big thing it's just like um it just repeats four bars basically and then right next to that there was like it was like a toggle thing the next to that was the next to that the next one to that was 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 sprinklers (laughs) it was sprinklers it was like flood the club (laughs) so everyone got drenched and they all had to leave with wet t-shirts no the, ne- the one next to that was basically skip the song halfway back which is a mental thing a yeah. terrible decks to have yeah so it was all going like okay i was still just like shitting myself up there but then i went to go and do a loop and i skipped the song half back and then people kind of went okay yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but um but yeah but as soon as i did the first one then you kind of you get it and you kind of want in a, in a way with these things you kind of want something a bit bad to happen on your first time just so you realize it's not that big a deal. Sure. So even like, even something moderate and like, this isn't, I think it's definitely worse to skip an entire song back halfway through. Um, but it's good to even just like do something that doesn't get a laugh and you'd be like, oh, that was fine. That's fine. I'm okay with that. So you feel you haven't got a taste of the 
what could happen. No, because nothing disastrous exactly. happened. No, yeah, so yeah. You haven't got a taste of what that could. Be. You, so that's no, no, no. But even just saying like one thing and not really getting any laugh, yeah. that's fine by me. Because it was honestly yeah. like, oh great, that was it, and now you just, oh, I'm just going to move on, and then you get a laugh later. But I think it was it was uh, the the kind of way that we set up the podcast is that as as it's a live podcast, a lot of it shouldn't be about laughs. It's about you know listening and being interested it's a pop people are there to people yeah are, during this is not laughs 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 it's still well this has pod- been our least funny podcast for a long time oh, of course but i mean it's it, a podcast it, as a medium a lot of it's about li- listening and not just yeah, laughing but that's but not really what we do as soon as it comes on stage and, and that, especially when you're <clears throat> with other stand-ups the whole day of the game is just to get yeah punchline punchline and i prefer that as a standard yeah but I don't. I but I also don't think that's mostly how we do this podcast. I guess so. We yeah. don't. We've we've stopped the in depth conversations other than today. Yeah, and it's yeah. mostly just just chucking out ridiculous stuff. I was um, <clears throat> I was happy with how um, good the room smelt. I was um, I, I I saw a live podcast. It smelled like fear to me. Did it? No. No. Well, Jesus. How, what know. does fear it, smell like? Oh, bo. Um, <laughs> uh. I saw a live podcast in that room two days earlier and it was sort of interesting just to see what it was it was about and it was um yeah, there's like a quite a it was a left wing podcast and it's like left wing incels which are their own sort of thing and there was a smell of BO. Yeah. There was like a You're saying incels are sweaty. Yeah, and I think even, it's a fair you assumption. Know, even when I'm like I don't know, when you go to certain even like maybe not Tim Dillon there was a bit of a, a, a stink on it from a, like a different aspect um, so I was a little concerned that you know I'd come in and see who listens to the podcast and it's like um, and you just get hit by like a neck beardy smell yes but everyone seemed unkempt neck beards yeah and I, it, it, I was really happy with, with I, you want basically you want people who listen to the podcast to be similar-ish to you you want them to be you know yeah not terrifying people and I don't think they were so no really no they weren't yeah. yeah there wasn't a I guess that no there wasn't a BO smell in the room there wasn't which no. was you know it's something to be proud of because whenever internet fan bases meet together it is often a merging of musks yes which can often not create the best cocktail of sweat exactly but my boys although Patreon. Sex. Yeah, do you want to talk about me fucking? Patreon. Oh, you want it for Patreon? Yeah, yeah okay, cool. Um, um, <clears throat> bookmark boys. Bookmark no, boys. Had, we didn't manage to. Uh, do an ad for them in the live podcast. We, we probably could have. We could because have I think it would have been a bit of fun trying because to there were only live. about maybe seven people in the room who hadn't seen the podcast. Yeah, that so was that would also, have been perfect. That was it. Also, very interesting is um, uh, I asked who he has never listened to the podcast, and there was like six or seven, and that's always just fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know I, I kind of know what that's like if you just go to something and it's a whole new fan base you have an absolute yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. Of what the in jokes are or any of yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Um, we haven't actually got loads of in jokes on this podcast, really. Uh, I mean, we went we went in detail on Glenn Hot, all of the old boys gone wild. You know what? Yeah, we yeah, do. We Glenn, it's Glenn Hoddle, yeah. but we explained it to them. Yeah, and we talked a lot about cum, which I guess is not an in joke, but I think within the context, cum. 
Oh, yeah, my yeah. masturbation yeah, and yeah, sex yeah, habits. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I, you know, I think um, converge upon that in jokes. Yeah, it can. But yeah. my boys. But if my you're boys. Looking to mark your books with boys, then there's no better. I don't think there's any other place you can mark yeah. your books with boys other than book my uh, boys. Strange that they call it book my boys, seeing as it's a, a whole selection of genders. I've got three boys, but one woman here. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. There's another woman here. Um, the kind of array of genders does not m- talk about the name. It's, it's, it doesn't quite make sense. Do you think it's marketed for boys only to buy? Is See, it like a, it's it's like a, a dick it, only it's thing? A, it's a men's, it, in the way that, you know, uh, men's Yorkies. face. face Yorkies, uh, bulldog, uh, acne cream. Yeah. You know, uh, clean your face, but not in a gay way. Yeah. That sort of marketing. Yeah. I think that's what she's trying to do with the bookmark boys, which is like, keep your place in your book, but not like vendors do it. Yeah. It's you a know? polite way to be sexist. Yeah. Well, it's more actually encouraging men to be more metrosexual in the way that acne cream do you marketing think a, at men, marketing at men, is a way of. Do you think it's just one? Do you think skin. it's just a campaign to get boys to read more books? Yeah. So they're but, not such so they horrible feel, people. So they don't, yeah. So they learn more about So they about stop fuckboying around. They yeah, stop yeah, yeah. gaslighting people. So if you have a son or a cousin or just anyone who has a, a, a kind of violent psycho, psychopathy, psych, psycho, psychopath- psychopathology. Yeah. Psychopathy. Okay, I guess so. Then I'd recommend getting them a bookmark boys bookmark to encourage them to read and learn more about the human. And it can also be a bit of a slight. You can give someone a bookmark as a present, as the implication of like you don't read enough books. Maybe it's because you don't have a bookmark. Please read some more books and stop gaslighting women. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's the ad done. What time are we on? Forty. Is there anything else you want to say about the live pod? No. No. No, I think we're good at live pods. Do we want to make the whole episode live no, pod? No, no. Um, I just wonder if we've missed anything. No, no, we haven't. Well, we've missed the that. Um, what should we want to do? We'll do that in the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you want to do, we'll do Jubilee? And, uh, yeah, we got loads. Yeah, what do you want? Uh, we were going to do an do, hour and do, do both. Do you do rugby? Yeah, I could do rugby. There's a bit in there. Yeah, do rugby. Let's do ten. Yeah, ten rugby and then and then Patreon. Patreon. Um, I'm we, exhausted. Me too. Yeah. So we just power through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So oh, on Saturday, I had a um, very enlightening experience. Um, I had got my sister's boyfriend tickets to go and see the Rugby League Challenge Cup final. Apologies, the Betfred Rugby League Challenge Cup final. Yeah. Must include the sponsors at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So he's Is gonna, it Rugby League? Rugby League. So it's like, if you want to go... At the moment... Rugby, rugby union. If you go and watch Premiership rugby, you'll see rugby fans. If you go and watch England internationals, you'll see white girls who are going for the first time. Rugby league, you're seeing Northern Warriors who are coming Real down. Rugby Real rugby it's, fans. It's like there is no, there's nothing to do with like. It's a pure love of the game. Yeah, it's, it's actually not, one of the best crowds I've seen. Just pure. Every single person, would, their eyes were just glued on the game. Tories, not Tories. No, they're like hard. They're like hardcore working class Northerners. Yeah, Bovril and that. Bovril and that. Yeah, yeah. there was actually they were handing out free Bovril everywhere. <laughs> no bread as well. They were just spoon to mouth. Um, but no, it was a so rugby union to the Tory one. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, rugby yeah, union. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The problem with I don't like the rugby. I don't like the rugby league called rugby league because there's a league in rugby union. Yes, it's a league. It's, it's slightly annoying. Rugby league, you know. But there's also a reunion in rugby league. Is there? Yeah, the fans. 
and the and the spot and the spot and the game. Um, and rugby league is it? Why is it worth a differentiation? It's an interesting question because it's like I feel yeah. rugby, though it's a global sport, doesn't have enough appeal to split into two very similar sports football I, doesn't even do now it. well this might shock you to hear but they're I, not doing it for you i know they're not but you know there's a rugby league world cup and i'm not a huge rugby fan but i watch the rugby union world cup that's a big event sure the rugby league world cup it's like why are there so many people playing this when it's like you could combine it and get the talents of rugby league i don't think there is more combination so like sam simmons was a rugby league player and then moved up to the well not moved up i didn't mean that moved to the rugby union team it feels like it's a slight waste of resources, seeing as, the, you know, it's, it's, if, not, it's not a huge spectator sport in the UK. Oh, no, it's not. It, uh, so it's sp- spreading it out into two separate it depends what whole you, sports. Well, that depends on what your main objective of a sport is. If it's What's to grow it. objective? Fucking passion. <laughs> Love of the game. Yeah. No, yeah. and like they, because yeah. it's, it's, it's a very different game. Very different. That, it, re- it really is. <laughs> okay, and I, I, don't, I, I don't want to sound I like... I could I, so it's a lot... You have two less people. Yeah. Because they're all playing rugby union. So the the points to. are different. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's no rocks or malls, essentially. That's uh, it. Okay. And what that happens... You might You might prefer it, actually. So, there's no, so what happens is you get six tackles and then the ball gets overturned to the other opposition. Oh, so it's really To the opposition. Different. Yeah, it's really different. Yeah. So, so you go... So it's like... Yeah, it's all about like, it's mostly, it's mostly, it's the, right. So what I really realized when I was there, and this is not, no, what I realized when I was there is it's all about, it's less about just the heavy men running over people. It's all that it's all about running lines and it's a lot more intricacy in the tactics of the game because it's, it's the most complex and amazing rugby I've seen. Definitely. So it's a pure rugby. It's a pure rugby. Why do they play rugby union then? I, I've changed my tune. <laughs> I changed my tune. Because Let's all play rugby league. Because they're testing. They're testing different skills. What's of the rugby sport. union testing? It's more about a war of attrition. It's like, but that's an all-out warfare. Rugby league is a bit more, a bit more about skill, and I'd argue a bit more tactical. And it's more popular in the north. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but. No, because it's all about, it's like amazing watching because like if you think, you you know, what you remember rugby loosely. Yeah. Well, actually you don't, you didn't play it. Yeah. But just like when you're like, so when you're passing the ball out in rugby union, you've got all the forwards in the rock of the mall or whatever's going on. And then you've got um, how many back, like seven backs or something. And they might be running some lines on the there. There's no one in there. So there's like, there could be like t- 12 people on this side of the pitch and they're all just running different ways. So it's and like it's all rules. about trying to. No, no, don't bring that in. <laughs> don't bring that in. But it's like trying to decipher. It's almost about, it's like a magic trick. It's like trying to hide the ball. And then because uh, it's, because there's no one, the whole point of rugby union is that people get dragged into the ruck and then you kind of ship it out quickly and you can find the gaps. There's almost no gaps on a rugby league pitch, meaning you have to make your own gaps, which is a really cool thing about yeah. it. So you, you, were, you really enjoyed it more yeah. than you thought you would. No, I knew I'd, I knew I'd enjoy yeah. it. I've watched some rugby league, obviously not a lot, but... Um, no, but I was definitely the most metrosexual man there. Really? It was astonishing. 
So all Northern geezers had come down to London. And I was there in my tucked in t-shirt with yeah. my sunglasses on. They're taking selfies. They're, yeah, you're not a rugby league. Your no, love no. of rugby is one of the most Tory things about you. Not Tory, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, my love, of, my love of niche sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, there was a point where the, the B-reel came up and I was like trying to get the right angle and yeah. just like doing my hair. <laughs> yeah. And I could just see there was just like a, there was just like a 60-year-old Northern yeah. lady and her, her, her massive sons just but right. B-reel. I'm listening. Just right behind me. I'll do it after. Just right behind me. Um, and I could really feel the gaze of them looking like this man doesn't belong here. He yeah. shouldn't. He shouldn't be here. Um, but I did it. I had a pie. That was my fight. That, that was my highlight. My pie. I had a. What was it? So Joe went and got it, and it was. He said there was a buttermilk chicken option, but I went for the mince and ale, and I was like, I'm so glad you went for that because I feel like that would have really made my standing in the in the crowd even worse. Because that cunt's got a buttermilk chicken pie. Get him a buttermilk chicken pie at the rugby league. Yeah, you've got yeah, to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. If it's not beef. You can get out. Yeah, because when I went to rugby union, there was pulled pork. So it, it felt- there you go. There's a difference. Yeah, there's That's a difference. the difference yeah, between the, the difference, two. Pulled pork. No, give me a fucking pie or give me death. And it was in Tottenham. It was an to- incredible stadium. What was so amazing about it? Like one, the, well, the size and like how it's really steep. The yeah. seats are really steep. So it's a great view. We, the- I bought cheap tickets a long time ago, though. I bought. They were. 25 quid each to the it's the it's the basically the final of the league was it sold out no not at all oh. not at all um we were 60% capacity um but we definitely went in the wrong gate and we just ended up in amazing seats and no one checked. Oh, oh, so we were so close so many, to the pitch so many free seats yeah i definitely clicked up at the top like in the in the rafters but we just we, asked, we thought we were in the right place, but then we were looking for seat 670 in row whatever. And we were row and we could see like seat yeah. 20, but we just sat down. But that's also the good thing about rugby league is that they, so they don't separate the fans. Everyone's just in amongst it. Yeah, that's the same with all rugby. Yeah, I know. It's the same thing about rugby union, but it's, it really shows. It, but it's kind of, in a way I did, that's what I said I missed about like a football game. I did, there was a couple of times where I just chose to support a team instead. I just thought I'm gonna gonna support these guys. Yeah. Um, Wigan, who ended up winning, so they can thank me for that later. Yeah. Um, but there was a time where someone, uh, the other team, made a bad tackle or something, and I went straight into the fuck you, two yeah. fingers to it, and then I looked around, no one else is doing it. I was like, I don't think this is the right place to do that. So you could, I did say, I was like, I did, although it's lovely seeing everyone get along. I did miss the football, everyone hating each other for a yeah. bit. You want a bit of that animosity. Although it's lovely seeing it all happen, you want the sporting gladiatorial kind of thing of fuck you, you're scum, and we're going to murder you. Yeah. Um, I, I do think there's something about football that has a kind of like, almost like crack-like effect on people. Cause yeah. Because the behaviour is just... It's a it's abysmal. But across all across the whole world, it's like, it's not a culturally specific thing. No. Basically, apart from the United States football fans everywhere. but it's, it's to do with if it's your main sport or not i think yeah if it's an, if it's a secondary sport why are we why are we fighting exactly it's very peaceful whereas if the main sport of a country kind of becomes in in sync with just all the rivalries that exist within the country anyway yeah. so uh we, we, we we're doing a shortened episode today because um as i said before um we're we're at, we're dead we're, we're, we're at create we're, we're trying to preserve uh, an element of creativity 
because uh, we've got another podcast to do tomorrow. We've just done a podcast this week. The live podcast is going on the Patreon, so we're, we've 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 recorded it, um, and it should go on the Patreon. So we've got everything saved. So um, if you didn't get a ticket, uh, we'll put it up there, and we'll we'll finish this episode now on the Patreon. So remember to subscribe, um, help the boys out, uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week.